Chiropractic. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. morning happy friday to you welcome into the program it is uh it's not as chilly this morning but it's going to be wet it's going to be raining maybe melt away all this snow just in time for it to get really cold over the weekend don't worry we're almost to march a week from today it'll be march a week from today will be less than three weeks from spring Technically spring, but as you know, around here, sometimes we don't even have spring, but uh, we will be looking forward to turning the calendar away from those cold winter months so that we can get into those cold spring months. Bob, but before you know it, it'll be summertime. And one of the things that um, I'm going to be focusing on in March and, and and maybe, you know, not too much. So it's not like you're going to get sick of it. But March is Kidney Cancer Awareness Month. So I'll probably have a few guests to discuss that, you know, just taking my own journey into account and hopefully being able to help some other people out there who might go through the same thing. And uh, I want to thank everybody who came up to me at the bowling alley last night and uh, all had kind words. You, uh, you inspired me to, to bowl pretty well in my first game back after over a month. I bowled a 152, which is good for me, but then a 125, and then a 119. So I was like, you know what this is? <laughs> Normally I go the other way. I get better as the night goes on, but this was certainly a matter of I was getting tired. So I'm still going to try and do it again next week, but certainly... This post-surgery fatigue is real. So, uh, first of all, I want to start off the morning by wishing a happy birthday to former colleague, Dan McCready. If you remember Dan, he worked in the newsroom with us for a number of years. He went on to work at a, another radio station where he is the morning news anchor. So, he's probably not listening to me right now, but he'll, he can hear it on the podcast. And, uh, and he, every year on my birthday, sends me a message to let me know that he's going to be giving me a radio shout-out, so I'm giving him one. So happy birthday, Dan. I hope that uh, you have a nice big bowl of cereal. Dan's a huge cereal fan, so I hope that you get a nice big bowl of your favorite kind this morning. Speaking of food, I told you yesterday that uh, I was going to have a couple of articles coming up, which you can read both at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. One is about where Massachusetts ranks in terms of interest in these weight loss drugs like I'm taking. 
Ozempic, Monjaro, Wagovi, Zepbound. Where does Massachusetts rank in terms of people searching for information for those drugs? And I'm a little surprised that Massachusetts came in 12th, so it's in the, in the top 25%. I'm not so much surprised about that, but I'm surprised that neither California nor New York were in the top 10 which we've heard all of these stories about, well, there's so many celebrities that are taking this that it's keeping people from being able to get access to the drugs. But the top state, at least in terms of the data that was provided by uh, this website, was Delaware. Which every time all I think of is Wayne's World. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Let me just give myself a shot of Ozempic. But the Rhode Island did show up too as number five. So the smallest state shows up as, as number five in terms of the search. But I actually thought Massachusetts would have been higher because of our healthcare system here and the requirement that everybody has to be on health insurance. How does that help bolster those searches? And it talked about how in, in Massachusetts, it's hard to acquire those drugs. That people who have a prescription can't get them. That pharmacies don't stock them. Which I think is going to start to change. I think now that um, they've been approved by the FDA just for weight loss use, you're going to want to see the pharmacies fully stocked with these all the time. The problem is the manufacturers aren't pumping them out fast enough because it takes a lot longer to create an injectable than it does to create a pill. But the there's this will be a two-fold solution, I'm sure. They'll find a way to increase production on the injectables, which is something that they're working on. And the other is they are probably working to develop a pill form of the same medication. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, some of the states where you would expect to have a lot of people that were interested in those, in those weight loss drugs didn't show up in the top 10, according to this search, which was an, uh, an, an analysis of Google Trends. And whenever we get these emails you know, with these surveys and studies and data shows and all this stuff, you know, the, the methodology is always questionable. It's really just they're putting this out to promote their websites and to get people to go over and click on their websites. But I, I thought it was interesting enough to share that information with you. And then the other story, the one that I was actually very excited to write, was something that I had found out that I had no idea. And some of you out there are going to, Say, oh, I knew that because you're a little bit older than I am. And so you would have known about this. But some people like me are going to be scratching their head saying, huh? And we'll get into that in just a moment. But right now, let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? How are you doing, Laura? 
Oh, I'm good. I'm getting ready for work, but I just wanted to reach out and say um, that I got my excise tax bill in yesterday, and it's the same amount that it was last year, so it wasn't raised three times as much. Okay, well, that's good. Well, because you were there was a big thing on WBSM about how um, they were going to raise it three times higher than what it was supposed to be, uh, according to whatever you, the value of your car is worth. Is a huge thing, and I know a lot of people on WBSM were speaking about it. Well, I would, Richard. I would say that I don't know that it's necessarily good that your car has the same excise tax because your car's valuation probably isn't the same being a year older. So yeah, I think you're, I think technically if you look at it, you are paying more for your excise tax because your car is now worth less. Oh, okay. But it wasn't like three times as much as what people were talking about. They're all up in arms. Uh, you know, it was like crazy amounts. You know, if you had a, a like a $20,000 car, what you're going to pay and or $60,000 car, what you're going to pay. It was just really, um, insane what they were talking about what you'd have to pay for that see that's why i don't have a sixty thousand dollar car oh mean that's, the, that's literally I'm, the only reason is because of excise tax and not because you know i can't I afford a, it i have a used car and i've only had one brand new car in my life they've all been used cars <laughs> yeah that's the same for me i mean I, I don't think i've ever owned a no i never have owned a brand new car i've always had i, I just did once and and that was it i um i don't know i I just, I'm, I, I'm very conservative spender. I'm not a huge uh, spender. I like to be conservative. I just, that's just the way I am. I've had 22 vehicles in my life. Wow. <laughs> I've only financed two of them. The rest of them were all, I paid cash for them. Same here. Same here. I didn't, I didn't, don't think I financed any of them uh, because the brand new one I had um, back in 1988 my father had passed away. He left my brother and myself a considerable amount of money. And so I was able to just pay that car outright. They left a bottle of champagne in the back of my trunk, actually, oh, wow. thanking me for buying the Toyota that I bought back then. So 1988. So what kind of Toyota was it? Was it a Tercel? It was a Tercel. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a Tercel. Yeah, it was the lower end of the line. But it, that car would start up on a dime. It could be the coldest day in winter and it was fantastic i could go through snow that car hugged the road it was fantastic i could get through any kind of thing and it was amazing how well that car drove it was I, fantastic I the was, body forget it it rotted away like there was no tomorrow but the engine was great uh it, it it was just wonderful on the road no matter what the weather circumstance was the cars were built to last then instead of you know being built to last five or six years and then you want to throw them away and get yourself into another financing oh, situation absolutely. and it wasn't all these things with computers and sensors and stuff and you know and you're trying to figure out why something isn't working in the car and it was just simple simple mechanics all right well i'm glad that uh, your, your excise tax wasn't too high and hopefully hopefully you get a little bit of a break next year when the car is another year older oh that would be great <laughs> yeah i just wanted to you know chime in about that because that, there was a huge issue about that. You know, people were all up in arms about their excise tax bill this year might be three times higher than what it was, you know, before last year. Mine is always yeah. higher because I don't pay it on time. I forget about it. And then I end up having to pay it before I have to renew my registration and my license. So oh. <laughs> I'm always paying more. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Well, you have a great day and a great weekend. Oh, thank you. You as well, Tim. Take care. Bye-bye now. And uh, so, yeah, so if, if, you know, you 
want to call in with your actual excise taxes and uh, or at least a, a rough idea, 508-996-0500. I mean, I, again, everybody's vehicle is going to be evaluated differently because everybody's vehicle depreciates differently. So if you have a, a car that's in high demand and is highly sought after in resale, your valuation of your vehicle doesn't change as much. Now, me, I drive one of the most um, one of the most popular cars of its time for people to buy it. I have a Mazda. And when I was, what happened was I was driving my, my Silverado and, and had a problem with the cooling system that I had thrown, you know, a lot of money at trying to fix. And it's still just, you know, one thing would break and then I'd replace it and something else would break. And so I was just like, okay, this is, we're going to have a head gasket issue here. It's just time to get rid of this. And it, it hurt me to get rid of it. I tried to keep it so that I could have it just as a, you know, run into the dump kind of truck. Cause I, you know, I could get 20, 25 minutes out of it before it would overheat and, you know, run to home Depot kind of thing. And they made me trade it in for part of the financing. But at the time when I was, you know, they said, we've got this car if you want it. And I was looking it up and it was one of the most sought after cars. It's like, great. But I can tell you this, it, it has no value. I mean, granted now it's, you know, it's a 2011, but I see them everywhere. And I said to, to somebody who knows cars, I said, why does, why is my car only worth like $2,500 if, if I see them everywhere, people must want them. He says, no, it's because people who bought them are still driving them. So they don't need them. It's like, oh, that's a good point. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. I'm happy for that lady. She uh, saved some money. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell her the reason she did save money. It's the same way my nephew saved money. It hasn't been enacted yet. Two and a half percent is your excise. It's going up. Uh, if, it, if they get their way, it's going to go up to, uh, two more times on top of that. So it'll be seven or seven point five instead of two point five excise. Such a racket. It's, it's proposed. It's proposed. You know. So she might have thought it was something that uh, was rescinded. No, <laughs> they're just letting us know before they hit us with the baseball bat and the wallet. But anyway, long story short, yeah, I, I, I remember buying a car, I had 180,000 miles on a Chevy Lumina, and people said to me, what the, <laughs> what are you doing? You buy a car with that many miles on it? He said, because I know cars, and I do, I was in the business. So anyway, I sold it when I had 425,000 on it, traded it in. Awesome. So said, how, do get, how do you get that kind of mileage, Joe? Very simple, very simple. Just take care of the engine and drive train. And, if, uh, and, and take care of your suspension. It's a small, small expenses. You just do it and just drive normally. Don't punch the pedal. You know, simple stuff. Don't ride the brake. Don't wear out your brake lines. And it was highway mileage. And that's another reason why I purchased it. Because it was mostly a salesman had it. He was just driving on the highway. So um, anyway, getting back to uh, the weight loss thing, which was your main topic we opened with. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, I think anybody wants to lose weight and takes the pill. I think that's good. I also think you got to put exercise in because if they try to hook you saying, yeah, do nothing. 
I, I watch eight hours of TV and I lost 15 pounds in a month. You know, every day I watch eight hours of TV and I'm losing weight. And, okay, you're losing the weight. Okay? And, but you, you might be hurting yourself. If it's water weight, fine. Fine. But if it's muscle tissue or whatever, then you're in trouble. Yeah, when when you, you go on careful. when you go on these medications, they tell you, "Hey, listen, you've got to change your diet. You've got to change. You've got to increase your exercise, or else you're just wasting yeah. everybody's time." That's right. I take torsamide because of my heart condition, and uh, torsamide without it, I gain two to three pounds a day because my heart is chronic heart failure. And uh, torsamide, if it was allowed to be used, but they they just can't trust people to use it correctly. Um, just take 20 milligrams a day if you don't have a heart problem, and uh, you will lose probably three or four pounds uh, easily in, in a month with your, what you're doing right now, and it'll stay off. And if you're really obese, uh, you, you can lose like I did when I went in the hospital without that medication. It was 310 pounds. I come out of the hospital and went, uh, just about a month later because they couldn't do the heart procedure on me unless I got the weight down. And they got me down to 220 from 310. And it was P, 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 and P. But the thing was, it was all water, fluids. Mm -hmm. It was not muscle tissue. I was not killing my kidneys, my heart, my spleen, my pancreas, or my lungs. It was, torsamide is a tremendous uh, uh, water pill. It's not sold over the counter, of course. And uh, I, I would suggest to people to always, and the thing was, like you said, exercise. I was walking five miles a day, walking five miles a day after my hospital stay. My heart got stronger, but not better because it's chronic. Yeah. Uh, chronic heart failure. And uh, the thing is, life got better. You will notice when you're losing weight in a good way, you will notice that you're breathing deeper. You know, there'll come a point where you have the epiphany. Gee, I think when I breathe, I breathe a full breath. And that's good for your metabolism. You're getting oxygen in your bloodstream. And oxygen is a very important part of having a good metabolism. And, and I'm just happy for people that they want to lose weight. But don't go on a starvation diet because your body reacts to it. And your body will conduct itself as if you're starving. And your metabolism will be so low that when you hit your number and you feel so good and you have that hamburger and hot dog, your weight goes right back up. Mm-hmm. Because your body's been in, your body's been in a uh, just a uh, you put yourself into a danger zone because you if you've ever been hungry or people have been hungry for a long period of time you know you'll burn less calories because your body wants you want to live but uh, but the thing is if you get to the point where you're you're stealing calories from your heart your liver your kidneys uh, your pancreas uh, it gets dangerous it gets dangerous so just keep keep an eye on things. Well, you know, the color of your urine. If your urine color changes while you're taking these medications, you know, don't stop. Just taper off a little bit. See what happens. There's a lot of indicators because basically the color of your urine is how much blood you're discharging in, in, in the plasma and everything's coming out of your body. And you, you don't want to take, new, you don't want to be peeing nutrients that are good for your body into the toilet bowl. Sure. So, uh, I just I, I, I just got to hold just, you there because I I got to take a break here before the news. Yeah, but but I, I, I I salute everybody because they're conscious of their weight. All right, I thank you for the call. You have a great weekend. You too. All right, I, I got to take a break here before we go into the newsroom. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we will take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. 
Uh, coming up after the news, we can also take your app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, got an app chat message from Jeff in Fall River. It says, good morning, Tim. <coughs> Excuse me. My excise tax bill arrived last week. My 2017 Tacoma was valued at $3,400 on my tax bill. Kelly Blue Book has my truck valued at 18000 Needless to say, I will pay $80 on my tax bill. No problem. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. And that's one good thing about having my car and having it be valued so low is, uh, you know, because Kelly Blue Book always has like the resale value, but also they, they have like different values in there. And they're all pretty much the same for my car across the board. They're all right around, you know, $2,500 to $3,000. So I don't mind getting the excise tax bill that I do either. I was thinking, you know, maybe I should trade my car in. It's got a few issues that I have to have. I had a few issues fixed last summer. I'm going to have a few done this summer, at, you know, right before it's time to get the sticker. And I was thinking maybe I should just trade it in. And I was like, oh, car payment, higher insurance, higher excise tax. I'm just going to keep driving this thing as long as I can, which... Knock on for Micah. Could be a long time. All right. It is time to go now into the newsroom with Phil. On the other side of it, we can talk about this other story that I wrote because I, I'm really, I'm really getting upset at some of the responses that I'm seeing on social media to it. Um, let, I shouldn't say upset, frustrated. So we'll get into that when we come back. But right now, take it away, Phil. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. An investigation into Thursday's cell phone outages is looking into whether it may have been part of a cyber attack. AT&T's cell phone service was fully restored after being out for most of the day. The carrier posted late yesterday evening that it has no indication the outage was due to a cyber attack. Negotiations in Paris between Israel and Palestinian militant group Hamas are moving forward after the Israeli war cabinet agreed to send a delegation this weekend. An anonymous Western diplomat told USA Today it appears both sides want a ceasefire and are willing to make concessions. Israel has said it will not agree to a pause in fighting without a hostage deal. President Biden is slamming the Alabama Supreme Court's ruling that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. In a statement, Biden said the decision is a direct result of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. He said the decision puts access to fertility treatments at risk for families who are desperate trying to get pregnant. Last week's ruling said embryos created during in vitro fertilization are extra uterine children and in Alabama are legally protected like any other child. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny's cause of death is listed as natural on his medical report. That's according to his spokesperson who was given the information by his mother. The vocal critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin died while in prison last week. In a video statement posted on YouTube, Navalny's mother said she was secretly taken to view his body at the the morgue. The first U.S. moon landing since 1972 is a success. Houston-based Intuitive Machines guided its Odysseus lander onto the moon Thursday. After the landing, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson also congratulated Intuitive Machines, saying this feat is a giant leap forward for all of humanity. Odysseus is expected to spend roughly a week gathering data before it loses power. And Wendy Williams has been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia as well as aphasia, the same as actor Bruce Willis. The news about the 59-year-old former TV talk show host was announced by her team. They said she underwent testing in 2023 after her memory started to fail. 
In Foxborough, five people have injuries following a head-on crash last night involving an ambulance. The ambulance and an SUV collided last night on Main Street, injuring four adults and a child. State police are investigating. Fairhaven Police Sergeant Timothy Souza is up for the job of police chief in Dighton. The Board of Selectmen will interview him next week. And early voting for the presidential primary starts tomorrow in New Bedford. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Celtics extended their winning streak to seven games after blowing out the Bulls in Chicago, 129-112. They play the Knicks tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden in New York. And the Bruins fell to the Calgary Flames 3-2. They visit the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night. Let's check your forecast now with ABC6. Make sure you have that rain gear handy as you head out the door this morning. Rain, temperatures around 40, not that cold, that wind out of the south. These temperatures a few degrees above average as we head into the afternoon with more rain in the mid-40s. Rain will taper off tonight after midnight. Gusty winds at 20 miles per hour. As we head into tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, temperatures in the upper 30s, gusty in the mid-20s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBS. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Shakes here, mm, kind of ice cream shakes, milkshakes, fraps, whatever you want to call them. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold on to that too. Uh, but again, this is a story that has me frustrated, right? You would think, why, why would a story about shakes get me frustrated? So we'll get into that. But let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. Uh I figured I'm going to start a little heavy on you after I heard the, the news about Alabama on, on the top, on the bottom of the news hour mm-hmm. here. That's absolutely insanity. Can you believe we live in a country where we have the scientific knowledge and scientific capabilities and technology that if you cannot have a child on your own, we have the ability to make sure you do. It, we can actually make your dream of coming becoming a mom and dad come true through science and then places backwards places like Alabama are saying, no, that's not going to happen. We're we're going to, if anything happens to that frozen embryo, we are going to sue you for uh, potentially murder. Like what country does this? And I'll tell you what country, a conservative country. Mm -hmm. Conservatives do this. And this is why I'll never consider myself a conservative is you look around the world and you see what 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 countries out there, what nations out there are conservative. Putin's uh, Putin's Russia. That's a conservative country. 
Iran, that's a conservative country. I wouldn't consider them liberal. Uh, Saudi Arabia, that's another conservative country. These are, uh, that's one of the main reasons why I'll never consider myself a conservative. It's absolutely infuriating that there are millions of couples out there, or maybe, maybe uh, you know, tens of thousands of couples out in Alabama that were on the verge of becoming parents. And now those clinics are shutting down out of fear of retribution from the Supreme Court of uh, of that state. Absolutely ridiculous. It's it's not like you know, uh, it's not like the the rug is being pulled out from people when it comes to the failure of some of these embryos to to be fertilized and succeed. We're talking about you know people who go into this knowing the inherent risk that that some of this isn't going to work people who right. go into working in this field knowing that you know the success rate is what it is and that you know there's going to be some who don't make it as well as those that do and it's just part of the process this to me and I, this is probably going to sound a little bit harsh but to me this is just a science experiment that's what it is it's a science right. experiment you want to you want to put people in jail over a science experiment right this is this is what you get when you have religious conservatives running your state. You know, you can be conservative on, on fiscal side. You know, we're all kind of conservative on a fiscal side. We're all cheap without money. Um, but when it comes to, like, society as a whole, this is what you get. Alabama is what you get. And and it, it astonishes me that people still are okay with it. And it, it just... We live in a country where all this stuff is, is is right at our fingertips. Science has brought us so much that it enables people to to live longer and do all all sorts of different things that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to do 50 years ago. And now that's being taken away literally because of conservative policies. And and it just absolutely. I hope and and it probably won't. That it gets overturned, but it, but it but it probably won't. It probably won't. You're going to need to either – it needs to be either appeal to the Supreme Court, which they'll uphold it because of, you know, who's on the Supreme Court now. But also, you'd have to change the law in Alabama to make it constitutional. You'd have – you know, you'd almost have to change the state constitution. And none of those things are going to work until they change their their – their government, their conservative government, though. It's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. And, and the fact that, you know, there's there's this, a story out there I saw, I think it was the New York Times, where the chief justice in, in making this decision, the Alabama chief justice, like actually invoked God in that decision. Like God should have no place in, in, a, in, a, in a court decision. Right. Right. A hundred percent. You know, and, and we have a separation, you know, of, of church and state. And you just, I understand God is a generic term where you're not actually, you know, we have in God, we trust and all that stuff in our, in our money. And God is a generic title for, for the Supreme being. It's not a specific religion, but when you're invoking that in law, you're becoming more like Saudi Arabia more than anything else than, than our founders intended. You're becoming a theocracy. And that, that, that's on the extreme end. But when you start to make laws based on religious text, you're becoming no different than Iran, you know, after the, the Islamic Revolution in the 70s. You're no different. And, and it's absolutely ridiculous that 
this is happening in our country. And at the very least, I, I, I wish they could have had a moratorium on this for the people who are actually going through the process now and it signed up yeah. and it go so it you know so that they're not getting their their dreams dashed as you were mentioning you know here they are finding out you're finally going to be able to to try to have a child and we can do this and then oh no no sorry the the government decided that you can't right so what happens if cuz i know there's other states out there that you know if you have an abortion in another in another state they can actually prosecute you in in that state in in a, your home state is that the same way? In, in if I was to go, my my wife and I were to go from Alabama to the next state over, where it's okay to have uh, that procedure done. Well, and and something happens. Will that, you know, affect me when I come back home? Will I be prosecuted? You know, it, it's it's. I I understand the clinics could be prosecuted, but will I be prosecuted as because technically I'm you know. An accessory, because I, yeah, but I don't think so because I think the reason why they can do it with the abortion is because the, if the child was conceived in that state, then that's right. the state where that was a person in their mind. But you know, in the case of this, this was you know the embryo was fertilized or the you know the attempt to do it was was somewhere else. So yeah, I, I don't know that it would it would count necessarily the same. Unbelievable. This is why I. I I swear I will never be a conservative. I never consider myself a conservative just because of this kind of stuff. Because I just look at the political landscape out, out there in the real world, and I see what countries out there are are conservative. And you've got North Korea, Putin, and, and Russia. You know, you can't do what you want in, in, those, in those countries. Those are not liberal countries, and you can't do what you want. So those are conservative countries, and I, I will never align myself with those countries. I, just, I don't I think understand how anybody could. I think it's ridiculous that the people who, you know, want to flip out over the fact that f people want to choose what gender they are, uh, you know, and, and say, well, you science, science, science. Science tells us there's only two genders. And then they pull something like this. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I, I don't understand it. All right, Jim. All right. Have a I'll good day. Go. Take care. Have a good day. And uh, I am going to take a break here, but if you want to call in 508-996-0500, um, and um, I will I will get to the to the shake story, but you can check it out at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app if you'd like to, but we'll be back in just a few moments. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That is the number to call in. App chat, open line voicemail. The feature on the two features on the WBSM app that you can utilize to interact. And this shake story, if you haven't seen it yet, on WBSM.com or on the WBSM app, is something that surprised me when I saw it. I I saw somebody make this comment on social media on something, and I said, "There's no way that that is true." And I started looking into it, Google search, reading some articles, and I said, oh, this absolutely is true, and I had no idea. So everybody is familiar with the Friendly's Fribble, right? Apparently one person, though, who commented on the WBSM Facebook page isn't. They 
I'd never heard of a fribble, but maybe maybe they're not from around here. But that's that ice cream drink that they serve at Friendly's. It used to be ice milk and flavored syrup, and then then they changed it to soft serve ice cream and flavored syrup, and and now it's hard serve ice cream and flavored syrup. But it's just it's 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 ice cream. Well, I think it might be you know less flavored syrup these days, but you know it's 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 an ice cream drink. It went from being an ice milk drink to being an ice cream drink, but still essentially it's a frap. And I've known the fribble my whole life. My my dad would always get us fribbles if we went to to friendlies. My my grandfather would take me there when I was uh, three or four years old. Living in Randolph, we lived at walking distance from a friendlies. I used to go there all the time get get a grilled cheese, put ketchup on it, and have a little fribble with it to drink. So you don't dip the grilled cheese and ketchup you, you put the grilled you put the ketchup on top of the grilled cheese i know it makes a difference it sounds weird but trust me i've eaten it that way my whole life but i always knew the fribble but this comment that i saw said the fribble used to be called the awful awful and i said no no that that's not true the awful awful is from newport creamery the fribble is from friendlies and a lot of people were commenting, yes, I remember that. So I said, all right, I, I got to look into this. And sure enough, it was called the awful awful. That when, well, uh, there's a whole history to it. Friendly started in 1935. And they were making ice cream drinks all along. But they weren't called the Fribble and they weren't called the Awful Awful then. What happened was there was a company, a, a, a chain of ice cream stands in New Jersey that opened up in the 1940s called Bonds Ice Cream. And Bonds named their ice cream drink the Awful Awful because they served up a 24-ounce serving of it to a guy, to a customer. And they said, what do you think? And he said, it's awful big and awful good. So if you, I had no idea where the awful, awful name originated from, how, why it was called that, but now I know. And so the Bonds Ice Cream people, as the name became, you know, the talk of, the, of New Jersey, they smartly trademarked it. And then they licensed it out to other ice cream places to be able to utilize so they licensed it to Newport Creamery in Rhode Island, and they licensed it to Friendly's in Massachusetts. And the only caveat to it was, if you ever expand into New Jersey, you can't call it the Awful Awful anymore. You have to change the name. So in 1965, Friendly's had been expanding all across, you know, the Northeast, and they hadn't gone into New Jersey yet because of this whole thing. And they said, you know what? We want to get into New Jersey. It's worth just changing the name of the drink. So they held a contest. Three different customers suggested the name Fribble, which I don't know how three different customers came up with that name unless they all knew each other. And then that became the chosen new name for the drink that we all know now as the Fribble. Newport Creamery kept the awful, awful name because they didn't expand into New Jersey. And then a few years after that, Bonds went out of business and Newport Creamery bought the awful, awful trademark for a thousand bucks. So if Friendly's had just held out, you know, they could have had it, but instead 
you know, Newport Creamery got it. Now they're the only awful, awful. But the Fribble was called the awful, awful until the 1960s. A little bit later on, I will tell you about how they're trying to, Friendly seems to be trying to change their, their history to make you forget about that fact. But right now, I'm going to take the final break of this hour. All right, that is going to do it for this hour. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the news, we'll take more of your calls, 508-996-0500. I'll also reveal to you, if you haven't read the article already, about how Friendly's is trying to wipe away its awful, awful history. So it's kind of...